everyone's favorite podcast, It's Reclaimed Audio, with your hosts, Phil Pinsky, Phil Lutz, and Tim Sway. Ready? We're all ready because we're always ready. Always ready. I meant, I meant your furious fingers over there with the, uh, with the Yaz flute. Oh, yeah, I'm ready. <laughs> oh, this? <laughs> I just happen to have it here with me. Please, please play the Yaz flute. Oh, I'm not prepared. He's falling out of his sleeve, <laughs> taking his coat. <laughs> oh, man, I forgot oh, so about good. that. This needs to be in the beginning of the next episode. <laughs> Welcome, everybody, to this week's episode of Reclaimed Audio. This is episode 158 for November 14th, 2018. My name is Phil Pinsky. With me, as always, are Bill Lutz and the Tim Sway. This week's top Patreon supporters are Make, Build, Modify, Stu Morrison, The Godfather, Jimmy DeResta. <laughs> I don't care Yaz what you flute. do, it's never going to be a Yaz flute. <laughs> no. Scott Turner, Greg Mead, Chad Grossclaws, Shane Bronson, Keith Decent, Ryan Ridgely, Jeff Shaw, Infinite Craftsman, LiquidRC.com, Mike Jeffcoat, Jim Bashirs, Brad Dudenhofer, Paul Jackman, the boys over at Maybe I've Said Too Much, John Made It, Barry Custom, Creator Nader, and Gangi and Pop Pop Makerspace. I'm out of breath. Gentlemen, what are we working on? Let's go with Tim Sway this week. What are you working on, bud? Um, I am making... I think I might have mentioned it last week. I think I started them. Last week, four stools for a client. Uh, steel steel frame stools with wooden seats and backs. Uh, they're almost done. I was making a... Um, I had a local customer uh, that actually found me on the internet uh, that wanted a, a wood... Uh, firewood holder to go next to their fireplace, but they didn't want like you know usually the like a hoop, like steel hoops or something or mm-hmm. steel U's or an X. They wanted yeah. yeah or yeah or like the X. They wanted a solid rectangle made out of solid steel, like all four sides. So it's like I um, to make it as big as they wanted. Um, I ended up going with. Uh, I actually talked to Artfully Rogue. I, I got his opinion because I know he's like really. I'm like how thick of a gauge do I need to go for this? And I showed him a picture of what they wanted, and so they're going like ten gauge. So it's uh, just a wow. 10 gauge. Yeah, it's heavy. I, I can barely carry it. Um, and it's like 16 inches deep by uh, three, or 30 inches tall by 24 inches wide. So it's probably yeah. 150. So, so you didn't pounds. frame it. You're just uh, you're just welding the 10 gauge together to make the box. Just yeah, they wanted that real clean, slick, modern look. And so I did put I a little it, yeah. a little like brace, like a one inch quarter inch steel brace in the back to keep it square you know what i mean okay on yeah, the back yeah, edge yeah. so you won't really see it so that you, know, you don't want to like tilt you know but um this stuff is so heavy it probably wouldn't but so that was fun because um i tigged it uh so it was have to, it, yeah because yeah i don't my my mig is a 110 i wouldn't it wouldn't penetrate that and um so i had it i had it bent i had two l's bent at the local steel yard um and then I put the two L's together and then tigged the other two seams. Um, and then I, and it was a good TIG practice because I was grinding the TIGs down so it would look like one solid rectangle. So I wanted to match. So I had to add a little bit of extra TIG in the fronts to make the... Because, you know, when you bend that steel, it's not a sharp 90. There's a slight radius to it. Mm-hmm. So I had to make my TIGs look like that. So um, oh. so I, 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 it was the first time I plugged my TIG welder into my 220 outlet. Um, because I What, it, what a difference, both. huh? Uh, yeah, it's funny, man. You you feel you know you got the hood down, you got the gloves on, you're wearing everything, and I could just feel the heat, just like 
coming up and I was just like, yeah, I'm like melting 10 gauge. You know what I mean? It's like, this is, I'm like, oh, 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 you know, <laughs> uh, and my TIG, my TIG wells were, were horrible looking, but it didn't matter because I was grinding them. So it was a really good learning experience. So for understanding the, you know, how that all works um, and other stuff too, but that's, that's the two main things. Nice, man. Mm. Very nice. How about uh, Bill? You want to go next? Sure. Um, uh, let's see. Uh, um, retail shelving for the salon. Kind of working on that. And I also tore apart my Tim Sway uh, s- uh, hollow door base because I'm going. In fact, you can see the neck behind me here. Yeah. And I, I'm gonna I'm gonna turn that into a uh, um, possibly a two string slide base with a cigar box for a body. And um, yeah, so that'll be fun. But yeah. the re- one, of the, one of the reasons I did that is because it's been, I can't play it, first of all, I can't. But that was, when I bought that from you, the idea was maybe I'll learn how to play that. And for some reason that led into the cigar box guitar thing. And so that whole upcycling garbage to make cigar box guitars, and then now to upcycle the garbage that you put together to make this bass into <laughs> <laughs> another upcycle. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think it would be kind of kind of fun. But I was cleaning out my garage. I, I pull I gutted my garage this weekend and pulled everything out and cleaned and dusted and, and uh, reorganized and, and got rid of a bunch of stuff. In fact, there's something I was going to ask you guys about mm-hmm. um, is upcycling things that you've upcycled or when do you let go? Because we cleaned the house out too and, and one of my tables that I made, I was, I was over it, right? So I took it apart he's like no i love it so much i'm like yeah i don't and so do you guys have a problem with that i mean do you get attachments i don't like if i make something and i'm over it i tear it apart and i might save some Mm. of it and let some of it continue its way to the stream of trash and maybe somebody else will pull that part of it out but i you know i usually give it away I didn't have time, and I wanted the legs on it, so I had hairpin legs on it, and uh, I've, I've I've used those on a couple different projects. I'm like, I'm still going to keep those darn legs. I might make yeah. something else with it. So, yeah. Yeah. I think you're more prolific in the amount of stuff you've made, like physically. Yeah. So, so the stuff that I make, like someone will see it and be like, "Oh, that's cool." I was like, "Oh, take it, take it, it's yours. Go ahead." Like I made a whole bunch of phone holders or whatever, right? So someone yeah, sees yeah. one on my desk and they're like, "Oh, that's cool." I'm like, "Do you want it? Really? How much?" No, just take it. I, you know, I can make more. It's fine. Mm. You know, so like there, there's probably thirty of them floating around my office. Almost everyone's gotten one, and it gives me an opportunity to try new things and play with new material. But I get what you're saying. I, yeah, no, let it keep going, man. Very speaking, West Coast. Speaking of phone holders, I love how <laughs> my mind works. Um, so we know we got the Joel Crawford Spartan knife holder. I saw yeah. a phone <laughs> holder of a. I guess it's like the same. Uh, kind of an idea, but it's a karate guy doing a kick, and that's what's holding up the iPhone, right? He's sideways. Okay. And I thought, and I haven't looked at it yet, but I thought, wouldn't a little phone holder of a guy doing the Atlas thing where he's holding up the world, but it's a phone yeah. holder? Huh? Mm. I love that. I love that's a that. great idea. One of you CNC, one of you CNC guys should do that. Do it. I am doing that. I'm ready to you can do right it. Yeah, it's a really good idea. Look, it's basic shape, just uh, the, you know, I thought that'd be fun. It's probably What's, already what? done. Well, there's is, is Atlas the one with the globe on his back? Yes. Yeah. Or is it he's carrying the world on, on his back, back right? He's, he's yeah. holding up the world. So it the would be just a circle of a head holding a circle and leaning forward, you know, a little mm. bit. And Or or I thought a phone holder that looks like the, the cartoon of the mutt that was holding up the Leaning Tower pizza because he was being a pain in the ass and they told him, remember that cartoon? No, nope. but this is royalty-free with a thing with the Atlas. I don't, oh, okay. I don't think yours is royalty-free. 
Um, also, there's also there's the, not that many there's the know thinker. The what? You know the you know the thinker, another famous statue. He could be yes. holding the phone, but Rodin's thinker. Yeah, That's Izzy Swan with a phone. He's not a thinker. He's a doer. Yeah. But that his, man does. One of his logos used to be of the him like this. Yeah, the right. Because it was uh, it was think think, think woodworks. woodworks. Or yeah. yeah, yeah. He had a light bulb too. Was another one. Bing. Yeah, he's uh, he's he's like a butterfly. He's gone yeah. through a few different a lot of metamorphoses of, of himself. Mm. Yeah, yeah. He's like a Kafka novel. Yeah. All right. So what's our <laughs> yes, topic? Very Kafka esque. I was thinking. Uh, what am I up to? Nobody asked ever. Um, I uh, I actually have learned a lot about CNC this last week, and uh, and that had to do with the iterative, and by that I mean many different versions of something you have to make until you get sort of quote I'm holding up air quotes the right one, um, and it's kind of a segue to this week's topic, but I I won't necessarily sort of broach that topic, but. I got to play with my CNC a lot. Uh, I talked about it last week that I bought the Cut 2D software. I think I said Cut 3D in this show, but it was Cut 2D yeah. uh, that, I, that I purchased. So I've been playing a lot with it, and I've been doing a lot of tool changes. Normally, with these pieces of software, you, you wouldn't really do that many tool changes. It's not really for that. But, I mean, you could, but you've got to constantly always zero for the height of the, of the, uh, of the Z-axis, right, which is the up and down. And... Uh, so I've been making these trays, as I've mentioned a few times, and it used to take about 30 minutes to do all the cutout and then the pockets. Why? Because I used a quarter-inch bit. But I remember, I don't know, several months back, Tim, you said, we'll just use a much bigger bit to hog out the pockets. And I finally did. I used like a 5-8-inch um, straight bit to hog and out the pockets. now it takes two minutes. It take, takes literally three minutes instead of like <laughs> 27 so it was kind of insane, kind of silly that I didn't do it. And also it leaves a nicer finish. I, it, it's a new bit, so maybe that's why. But either way, it's not a spiral bit, so it's a straight bit. So the bottoms are really nice. And uh, that's kind of a game changer. So listen to Tim, I guess, is what I'm saying. But uh, I'll talk more about this as we talk about our topic, which I guess we could just do now, right? Because that's the next thing. Yeah. Yay. Okay. Mm. So I just want to mention about tool changes though real quick. Like when I make my guitar necks, I think I use four different or five different tools and yeah. there's a flip of the the piece, right? So you have right. to flip it over and you have to do a lot an alignment thing when you flip it. Yes. And uh, yeah, it's like the, if, if like they make those, the, the bigger machines, like they, they change tools automatically. Yes. So they have like the, you know, and that's like the big difference between like factories and CNC's and people are like, Oh, it's like having a factory. It's like, no, it's not. I got no, every one of those I, tools. In machine just, shops I worked in, man, you see these things, they, that the head holds like eight different tools on yeah, it. it and it does one operation, then it spins, does another operation. Yeah. yeah, It goes back and forth. You don't even really have to think about it. Like, you want to be as efficient as possible with your tooling as the operator. But, I mean, at the end of the day, it's you're not getting out there and undoing the bit and calibrating every single time. I, I was curious, actually, Tim, on your machine, do you have the Z-axis probe? Or you actually have to lower it, and then with the paper thing, I could, but I don't have one. I'd have to buy it. Like it didn't come okay. with it. Um, I could hound them, I guess, but it's you know I'm not gonna do that. And um, so I do it with a piece of paper still, which okay. you know slows you down quite a bit because like you know when you would think like oh I'm going from the quarter inch end mill to the quarter inch ball nose, but they're not exactly the same length, so you can't just like bottom it out and no. then just you make shouldn't the switch. either. Well, you know, well, you know what I mean, but like, it's like if they're both one and a half inches, in theory, you yeah. can put it in the router all the way to the top, so it touches the bottom of the router or the base of the router, tighten it, and they would both be the same distance down. 
You know what you I know mean? You can't do that, right? Because if you bottom out a bit inside of a router, and this has happened to me a couple of times until I figured it out and looked it up, it'll it'll walk out. Oh, it'll, is that what causes that? Because it's it's like um, the shaft of the bit will heat up, <laughs> and it'll expand and pop itself a little further out of the collet. Makes sense. Yeah. I've had them walk at me before, but it wasn't because of that. It was because I didn't tighten it. <laughs> yeah, but that, yeah. I mean, yeah. that could be it as well, but yeah. everything I've read and my experience has told me never, ever bottom out a bit. Well, it makes Bill, sense. You're, you're, Bill, mm-hmm. do you know any different? No. Okay. No, that's that's mm-hmm. correct as far as I've ever known. Yeah, you don't slide yeah. up any, whether, whether you're using a Dremel or a router. And I, and I didn't realize why. I just know that's how I was taught. Okay. So yeah. knowing that now makes it makes sense. The, yeah, if it the heats extra up, heat it because can expand, it's still part. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So I don't know if that's maybe why, that is but... why I've had him walk at me in the past. You know, it's happened to me a couple. And I'm like, why is like you? And you could see it slope, right? So if you're doing a dado or something, and all of a sudden, like <laughs> that, the wood gets thinner and thinner toward yeah. the end of the cut. You're like, <laughs> what just happened? And you're like, oh, it raised like by a good half inch. Have I've you had ever it on my table? And it's that you know, might repetitive be uh, cuts and. The next one is like, whoa, you know. Yeah. So have either one of you two ever had learned something and you didn't really ask why, just because the person teaching you, you just accepted that for gospel and, and that's the way it was? I always ask why. Really? Not me. I mean, there's a few people that I've worked for and it was just like, this is how you do it. Okay, that's how I'm going to do it. And I've done it ever, that way ever since and it's worked and it's right. And, and I, uh, my, whole, my whole personal philosophy is to always ask why. Yeah, I hate yeah. I hate to use a, a a logo from or whatever a tagline from Enron, but why? Well, I, I ask everybody else why, but oh. <laughs> <laughs> I mean uh, we'll get to that in the in the uh, yeah. in the in the topic no, that's, too. I'm, I'm with Phil on that. I, I, that was a lesson I learned as, as a very young, well, as a kid, and then but more specifically as an adult. When you get into those adult years and you start thinking, oh, I know, and then you realize how little you know those like young adult years, and that was a lesson I, I learned is like just. When, when I first started Don't doing except anything is gospel, you know. <laughs> when I when I first started learning serious, like working on machines uh, in machine shops and stuff, my boss at that time was just to me he was the man. Everybody respected him. He walked. It's like I, I was my early twenties at the time. I just moved out of state, and this guy is like when he, he he came into the shop, everybody, hey Pat, what's up, Pat? What's going on? I mean, he was like the man, you yeah. know. Mm. And so again, uh, everything he taught me, I just. You just do it that way. I wouldn't question that at all. I could see. Know? I could see the culture of a machine shop being like: if someone tells you to do something, you just do it and don't ask why. Because I don't know. I guess it could be a little intimidating, and they don't want to have to stop and tell you what the dangers of not doing it this way are every single time. I yeah. guess it'd just be a cultural thing. Yeah. They, I've yeah. had bosses that I've I've actually explained to them why I'm not going to do it the way they told me to. But okay. <laughs> <laughs> I guess that's a little that's different. That's a different story, though. Yeah. 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 I guess if you got a, a big heavy machine that could kill you spinning at thousands of RPMs and someone says, don't do that, you don't I stop just, and say why. Just re- you just don't you, do it. It's respect. <laughs> you know, it's, it's, yeah. it's, it's yeah. like I said, this guy was amazing. He, uh, I just, I admire, I revered him and in, in his knowledge so much. And, uh, yeah, it was just like if he said to do something, it's just like that must be the way it's done. It just must be, you know. You I guess my experience has been more like 
in the office side of things where someone says, oh, yeah. well, this is the way we do this. And I'm like, well, why do we file it alphabetically instead of by date? You know, something stupid like that, right? And you, and they'll be like, oh, I don't know. I guess because, you know, and I'll be like, well, yeah. doesn't it make a little bit more sense to do it this way? Oh, yeah, I guess you're right. And then, But sometimes I could be very wrong. And no, it makes more sense to do it alphabetically, you know? So, yeah. But either way, from a systems point of view, I like to ask questions. Well, that's and that's exactly the point is that you and you know I mean like there was Dave Ganius has bought me the path of most resistance. It's like I know that like there's a reason things are done a certain way, but I don't I haven't learned that for myself yet. I, like I have to learn it for myself. Viscerally, yeah. You know, and I and I was I know I've said the story a million times, but you know very briefly when I was young and I worked in the kitchens, there were like these three guys I worked with. There's a guy that said this is the way I always do it because I was taught this way. There's a guy that went to the fancy school and said this is the way the book does it. And that's what you're supposed to do. And then there's a the guy that's like, I don't know, I like to try it like this, and I like to try it like that. And he was the one that succeeded, you know, right. the one that was not afraid to try new things. Innovating. Yeah. yeah. So Love I always it. wanted to be like that. And, and to a fault, you know, to a fault. Like, I will definitely beat my head against the wall sometimes instead of just doing it the way I, everybody else does it. And oh, yeah, you get, ca- you get caught up in something like, I'll make this work. Yes. I will yeah. make I it yeah, work. For sure. Yeah. 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 I know it's you, like wrong. Your pride gets caught up in it. Oh, yeah. Right? Because you're like, yeah. I, can do, I can do this. No, no, no. Yeah. No, no, no. Yeah, no, I don't I have to buy that $5 wrench. I know easy way. Yeah. I'm going to do it my way. Well, like, you, like your, your watch. Like, you probably could have figured out how to change the battery in your watch without buying that wrench. Yeah. You know what I mean? But that's like a sign of wisdom that you bought the wrench. Because I yeah. wouldn't have. I would have figured out a way to do it with, and then scratched it up and probably lost something and I wouldn't tell the date anymore, but I would have done it without the tool. You know, I get, and as I get older, I get a little better about that, but I still have that side of me. If I cared less about the watch, I would have done it the Tim way. Yeah. But it I, has a I, lot of value to me, so I didn't I, want. I don't like watches at all in general. Like the principle of them. So I'm more I likely to smash them. I find it like, um, an elegant weapon for a for a time gone by, you know, like a like a lightsaber, if you will. You know, few people use it, but I think it's still a very cool thing to have. Yep, that's what I was thinking, lightsaber. Lightsaber. Obi Wan Kenobi. I remember I had to carry a watch, like pre cell phone, like yeah, you know. But I never liked having a, on my wrist. So I used to. I had one that like I clipped on my belt loop. And I used to it'd get smashed and I'd lose it all the time. And then I had one I used to, before that, I had one I wore around my neck, like a necklace. Just a very, I just had a broken watch that didn't have a band on it that I wore on yeah. a chain. Because I always had to have the time. Because you, back in the 1990 diggity two, you couldn't tell the time unless you had it. There was nowhere, you know. Right. You'd have to, like, go find a gas station and, like, see if they had a clock in there. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. But uh, And then the cell phone came and I was like, oh, thank God. I threw my watch out. <laughs> I haven't had one since, you know. I have- Let me tell you in what context it makes a super amount of sense to have a watch. When your phone's So <clears throat> you need to check your phone to check the time, right? Yeah. You cannot do that in a meeting because then it looks like you are checking the time. What, what, you can uh, very- what's, a, what's a meeting? Exactly. So <laughs> when I'm at work, I can very innocently sort of just roll my wrist and take a look and then be like... Well, uh, it's about that time, boys. Hmm. See, I, I would just look at my phone and say, yep, it's about that time, boys. Yeah, me too. <laughs> Depends who the meeting's with. I guess. I'll sometimes do that with a customer. Where I've only ever looked at a watch as jewelry. Yeah. I've only ever worn it like as an accessory. I, You know what I mean? It's like I've never really had, because I've always worked with my hands and stuff. I've just not ever, ever had rings or watches and stuff on me when, for yeah. the most part. I just yeah. wear to work, the watch. When I get home, it comes off. Yeah. Mm. Or like a fancy thing or whatever. I don't know. But yeah, I don't know. I, I haven't worn a watch in probably eight years. And then this thing to change the battery struck me. And I was like, I'm into it. I'm into yeah. it. That's awesome. 
Yeah. I'm still, I'm still, I'm still, I'm not like Tim. I still think it's awesome that you did that. I appreciate you. Oh, no, I think it's awesome that he did it too. Um, I just saying I wouldn't have. <laughs> that sounds like and it's a good thing thinking something's awesome if if no i mean it's awesome for you you know what i mean but you know if one of us was wearing a watch we realize how much time we've just wasted <laughs> see this 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 reminds me of the parents sitting in the park and the mom says my darling little like eight month old just took her first steps and the other mom looks at her and says my baby took her first steps at six months yeah by the way wait, if wait, a kid wait. is walking at six months Sign them up for gymnastics immediately. <laughs> I don't know these which, things. Whatever. Which mom am I in that situation? And which mom is Phil? You're the eight month. You're the eight month. I'm the six month. My kid is exceptional. Too. Oh, so you're the one with the, the freakishly fast walker? <laughs> yeah. I, I got new kids. Kid. Kids who are walking at six and eight months are too stupid to be walking and are a danger to themselves and hey, everyone around them. I was told that I started walking at eight months, so I figured no, that was not. the average. I swear, I swear to God, to God. No, no chance. I, I was told I, st- I was started I started taking my first steps at eight months old. What does that mean? You were cruising or you were walking, walking? No, when like walking. when little babies when they start taking their first steps. You know, well, babies are taking their first steps around like nine, ten months. They're cruising, and by twelve, they're walking. All of my siblings, I'm the youngest of seven, tell me that that's when I started doing it at eight months. So I thought that was the average when babies started walking. Well, there's a difference between holding onto the table and walking around it. No, Phil, when letting the, go and when the grown-up lets go of your little arms and the baby takes a couple steps and falls down and they get back up and starts nah. walking. Nah, bro. You were not doing that at eight months. Muy imposible. Because no, it's, it's me? Impossible. Is that what it is? Eight months to be walking? To have that kind of musculoskeletal strength? I don't think so. Have you Look seen at him, he's a person? <laughs> no, I don't think so. Hey, hold on a second. Hold on a second. I hate the podcast. <laughs> okay. I'm changing hey, the name to the. I'm changing the name to the either what Bill is or the Phil is always wrong. A baby can walk. <laughs> okay. I found something on the web for what is the earliest a baby. Siri, you are useless. But it's not eight months. Either way. Congratulate. I'm going to take it as gospel that you did only because. I love you, and I don't want to hurt your feelings or your many. I many don't know. And I don't feelings. remember. I'm just telling you. I was told by that, and 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 you know what? You're welcome to ask why if you'd like. Is that? Oh, was this the longest setup to a joke ever? No, I was. I don't know the answer, but you can ask why. I will ask why. Why? Okay. Why were you walking eight months? You're probably. I don't away know. From them. I really okay. don't know. I, I know why. Why? You had six older brothers and sisters that you were watching. The young, the younger sibling always matures faster than the older. Nah, I got that three kids. Makes sense. My son was walking at 13 months, my daughter at 12, and my laziest one here was walking at 15. Okay, so let me ask you this: Is it possible well, not that maybe G- the northern DNA. atmosphere? <laughs> What's that? Is the the northern atmosphere is a little bit thicker, so it's harder for them to get up off the floor? Thicker? It would be thinner. But yeah. what? No. What? And Here's what we're talking about today. <laughs> and you forgot to mention they were all ice skating at seven months, so it really That's doesn't right. matter. <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna what are we talking about today? Push, push Phil's buttons is what we're going to call it. The customer is always wrong. So the customer why is, is the customer always, wrong. always wrong? Because the customer doesn't know what they want, and if they do, they have no idea how to actually make it. So what they're asking you to do is almost always impossible, and you have to corral them into an understanding, and or at least that's been my recent experience. So let me go into it. So I've been talking about making these trays for a local Montreal company that is in the fashion side of the newly legal 
post-Prohibition era Canada. And uh, so they wanted their logo inside the pockets of this tray. Now, they said they wanted them engraved, so I, I V-carved them in. I, you know, I, car I routed them out with the CNC. And I initially expressed that it would be possible for certain things to get stuck in there, right? And uh, You can say pot. It's not illegal to say it in America. I don't know. I don't know who's listening. Damn you, FBI, CIA, NSA, <laughs> Secret Service. Uh, yeah, so I, little but bits of like marijuana would get caught in the in the in the whatever the logo and stuff, and they're like, oh well, why don't you just clear coat it and it'll be slick? Like, <laughs> okay, all right. I mean, but the chance of being able to sand inside these things is a little tough. Fine, whatever. So then I did it, and then I showed it to them. They're like, oh, but is it smooth or will it get? You know, will it get caught? I was like, I, this, I told you this. We talked about it. She's like, well, then why don't you fill it in with epoxy or fill it in or whatever? And I'm like, then what is the point of V-carving? I might as well just stencil it and paint it. So that's where we are now. So, But that's also why I did a prototype. Initially, they told me, just make 10 of them. Right. I'm like, no, 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 no. We are going to prototype this until you're happy. And so this is the iterative thing. And that's my example of the customer always being wrong because they don't understand how to actually make something. They just know kind of the, an idea of the end result they want. So let me ask you a couple of things here. Um, is it possible that when they asked you to clear coat that they were originally thinking that the clear coat would fill it in? They could have, but that goes back to the point of they don't know how, how clear coat. No, no, works. absolutely. Well, that's the absolutely. Not knowing terminology right. and stuff. Yeah. Now, could you paint? Could you uh, engrave it? Right. So you're you're hogging it out. You're making yeah. these letters. Yeah. Paint it, sand it so the only that part is showing, and then fill it in with epoxy, and it's going to stand out, and they can do whatever color they want. Yeah. We could. It's However, more labor, more charge, though. It's a lot of labor, and I yeah. don't really want to do all of that kind of work. And two, chances are for this small amount of resin epoxy fill, I'm not going to go and buy, you know, like West Systems. I would just use five-minute epoxy, mm -hmm. and it'll never come out looking good. But you're right. That would be a great way to do it or to tint the epoxy with, like, mm. gold because gold is the color they want. You could put in gold flecking or whatever, and that would be super cool. But instead, I am just going to do the way I do my step stools, and I'm going to stencil it, spray paint it gold, and then clear coat over that. And my last suggestion will be, and I don't know, but it's because listening. I love you. Okay. Um, if you if you barely in, uh, engrave it out, right, so it's deep enough to hold something, but it's not too deep. Yeah sparkly uh, fingernail polish with gold stuff in it. Fingernail polish is not a bad idea. Yeah. Because you can put it in pretty thick. It'll dry really it's, hard. Yeah, it's thick. You'd still have some sanding to do. The, what would happen if you sand it over it, though? Is it going to is it gonna ruin it'll, the it'll parts clear, you, if you put a clear If you put a clear coat over the top, it'll bright. It'll, it'll come back right to life. Back up. Yeah. Yeah. I've done it to fill in some other stuff before. Use, use uh, yeah, as long as it's not too much. If, if, but yeah, that could be. I fun. mean, another process. It's kind of a lot. I mean, it's it's carved in a good eighth of an inch. That's well, you a don't lot. Have to carve it that deep, do you? You don't have to carve it that deep, do you? Yeah, it's a V bit. You can set. The, sorry, Bill. You can set the depth of your um your V carve. Yeah. Uh, to a like a like a bottom, so it bottoms out at a certain depth. So you can make it like all .02 inches. But what happens is for like letters like that, they they lose, they don't groups. look right. You know? Right. Yeah, it doesn't. 
Um, what, well, instead of a V-bit, why not just use a little end, tiny end mill type thing? I have one on order. I don't have one. My okay. smallest is eighth of an inch right now. But that would be enough. To, I went to banggood.com, no, and I got a set of five bits for $8. I can't wait oh, to see the little, um, Are they the little eighth inch? Well, you have, you have the eighth inch collet for your router that I gave you, right? Yes. Okay, yes. yeah. Cause I, see, I don't have that for my bigger router, so I have to put a sleeve on it. So I was going to tell you, oh, order the sleeves. Order the no, no, sleeves. no, it's a sleeve. No, no, it's a sleeve. It's an adapter for the quarter-inch collet. So it's just it's like a reducer. Oh, that's what you have. Okay. Yeah. 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 That I works. had to get it from Inventables for twenty five dollars US. You got ripped off. I know I got ripped off. It's basically a freaking. Yeah. Not a, not yeah. a bearing. What's the other? Thing? It's a, basically a bushing. It's a bushing, can, but they're you can go back precise. a few episodes, maybe maybe thirty episodes, and you can hear a whole tirade about this from Phil if you'd like to. Uh, recap I remember that. it. I remember yeah. it well. Yeah. For our new I listeners, I actually found. I found a, a sleeve on Amazon. It was I got a five pack of them for like ten bucks or something like that because you know that way you can put one on each of the mini bits that you want to use. I found some nice. really cool for cheap on Amazon um, uh, tiny router bits for my Dremel. They're awesome, little roundovers and yeah, yeah. yeah. That's the CNC bits basically, but yeah. Now these things were like it was like eight bucks for oh, a box, a little wooden box yeah. of like you know a bunch of different ones. This is uh, cool. those are high speed steel bits, right? There's no carbide on them. Well, what I'm using them for, I don't care. I don't care. If, uh, I no, wouldn't use saying, them. That's what they are. I, I doubt it. Not for that money. Yeah. Yeah. Here's my question for you: Is there a one-eighth inch collet for the Kosh, the the Bosch Colt? Yeah, I I thought I gave it to you. I'm pretty sure it came with it, but they do make one. Yeah, for the little, I, the little <laughs> Yeah. Well, if he don't have it, and you thought you gave it to him, that means you still have it. Why don't you just send it to him? Yeah. I think we had this conversation before, too. Right and, I think, <laughs> and I think what we decided was it would have cost me more to ship it to you than you to buy it. Yeah. I, th- I thought that was part of the conversation we had before. Well, let's go ahead and you ship it to me, and then let's figure out what the costs are. <laughs> I'll tell you what. I'm going to duct tape it to that welder down in Paul Jackman's shop, and we'll oh, get it to you with the welder. <laughs> Sounds good. Hey, so Sounds back good. to the topic. Let's not confuse this with uh, managing expectations because this is a little bit more of a, a griping session about right. some stories about some uh, how how people can just oh my gosh they they know what they want but they don't know how to translate what they want and, and oftentimes that's what you are is you're a translator you're trying to translate what they think they want to something they'll accept yes yes mm-hmm. because they don't know how to actually make something so they don't know what's possible. So they could I'm, be asking for something super simple and think it's complicated. Those are the wonderful people. They're like, could you make a table out of wood? Yes. Can but it be square? Those, yeah, exactly. So those, those are the wonderful people. The yes. hard people are like, can you make it so that the top is entirely transparent, but when you knock on it, it sounds like wood, but then it's also magnetic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I and I want it to look like Elvis. Right. Yeah. Yeah. In his in his early years, not yeah. in his not fat Elvis, right? Not fat Elvis. Not not died on the potty Elvis. But the, I mean, those those customers are a double edged sword because sometimes the what you get to create. Because again, I come at this as the you know being the no collar guy. I look at this as an artist and and the opportunity to create something that's special that's never been made before is like what I really want to do. 
You know what I mean? I don't want to get a picture from yeah. Pinterest and copy it. And so I love finding those customers. And we know like the pinball desk and, and stuff like that. I've had some. and But every time I get into them, I'm like halfway into this project. I'm like, oh, my God, why am I doing this? Why can't I just get a picture on Pinterest and copy it? You know, because so it's a lot of work. I made work. that mistake too, right? Yeah. Where I was like, oh, man, I want to make something different. I want to make something amazing. And then halfway through, I get into it. And I'm like, mm. I could have just done this the easy way. Why do I do this to myself? Well, but and, the and truth is, it is a learning experience, and I do learn a ton out of it. Mostly to do things the easy way. <laughs> so, well, so yeah, and, Casey, and customers how to deal with customers and stuff too. But right. Casey, Casey's business partner, I don't think listens to the salon, which is good because I'm Not about good. to. Yeah, <laughs> hmm. um, but I would think so. You know, the the projects that are coming up in that, I we we all met in the new space a while back, and I went through, and I'm thinking in my head, look, I've already done this for you. I know, and I, I told you back then, you may not like what I do, but I'll get the doors open. And if you hate it, when, you, when the, you're making that money, you can hire a designer to come in and build you what you want, right? Right. And it turned out that everybody loved my work, and it was like, no way, it became their... their Look. Look, mm. their, their, their shtick, their, their style. Right. So in this new space, I'm talking with her partner, and I thought I pretty much gave her the same clue. It's like, look, I'm 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 gonna kind of do what I need to do to get this done as you know as efficiently and as u- utilizing what I want to do. But of course, I have some basic parameters from you. But you understand that you're getting this work done for a fraction of what it would cost hiring a designer and, and, a, and a contractor and, GC, and all yeah. that. Correct. So, I mean, there, there's a GC to do some drywall and to move some walls and sockets and plumbing. We're talking about designing of the salon, right? Right, I'm actually, fixtures. Right, yeah. everything. And, um, yeah, so I go through with this, so I get those arches built. And, oh, my God, that's amazing. Everybody loves that. Yeah, it's just the most, I say, okay, well, this is, I'm going to use this uh, as a model for a few key points in the salon. I'm going to make the coffee bar like that, and I'm going to make a, another thing up there like that, and it gives you some key points. The wall, They want the walls all white. I'm like, that's perfect because it'll make this stand out. So I'm going to build this little trim up top, and the same thing with some vertical slats, uh, toss a couple, you know, pallet wood, a couple of, oh, that's great. Blah, blah, blah. And then a week later, Casey calls me and says, hey, Maria was thinking, could you like just take out all the colored ones and put in just straight wood ones? The answer was no. The answer right. was no. And, and, and for more you. more than a few reasons, it was just like, no. We went through this on the last build. It was like, you know, I built this front desk for them, and after they saw it sitting there, like, can you make that about six inches shorter? And it's like, no, it doesn't work that way. Not Let me charge you normal prices with, with a contract that says any changes will be extra, like mm-hmm. I would for a normal yeah. person, like, you know, bidding a job. You know, then absolutely, please change it every day. I w- yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it's like, yeah. oh, my, but it's, it's frustrating because you got to, they just don't understand the work that's involved. And like, because I glued these slats to a thin piece of plywood and I've already put a finish coat on it, trying to pry them apart, it would have, it would just not have worked. They, they just think, well, can't you just like, like just sand them down? No, this is no. <laughs> <laughs> This has more to do, less to do with technical understanding and more to do with, like, looking a gift horse in the mouth. It's it's difficult doing work for friends and family like it, that. It is. And, it's and just, doing it, work for a discount. And, it it, it absolutely is. It, it's, it's, yeah. it's um, like you said, I think managing expectations should always be up front, um, just letting people know what this kind of job is going to be. I'm giving you a discount so you have no say so, but not in. I mean, that's putting it bluntly, right? This but is that a discount, is true. right? So she you say that. that, 
or you say, I'm doing this, this is the price. You can make whatever changes you want. That's the managing of the expectations. So when they sit there and say, can mm. you change this? Yes, I can. I will start right. completely over again. You're paying for mm. materials and you're starting over for the time. You know, right. and that's where that managing of expectations would come in. But most people just don't get it. It's like you weld something together and you present, you know, this specific, they draw it on a piece of paper, a basic shape. You make that welded base for this table for them and it's beautiful. Everybody that sees it loves it. And they say, do you think you could just like that could bend out a little bit more? No. Yeah, that's, it's too late for that. That was the design phase. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, so that's what that, uh, that's that's my gripe. Uh, since since it's what we're doing, we're having a gripe session, which should probably right. be the name of the. I'll give you my my most recent one, <laughs> and I have I have hundreds of them, of course. But I had a, a customer from years and years ago, um, and and she's a a jewelry maker, so she's actually a maker, you know. And I had made some display stuff for her and some boxes or whatever. And back then, I um, like she had she wanted these like acrylic tops on these wooden boxes, so she had to get the acrylic and she wanted or logo engraved in them and i couldn't do that you know i didn't have the tools mm -hmm. um so she she bought these you know acrylic laser cut pieces and mailed them to me and i made the boxes and everything and you know whatever so that was a million years ago so i, I got in contact with her recently and i was just like hey just so you know if you ever need any more of that stuff like i actually have all this tech now i have the cncs and the lasers so i can do it all in-house and she's like oh great i want these little wooden signs that are um three inches by four inches and they just say her logo um and which is very simple. It's a very simple logo. It's all just like a Helvetica font. Um, and uh, she just wants them because there's jewelry cases. So it's in like glass cases, very small sign to put with her jewelry in these display cases in different stores. You know, just a very simple piece of wood. She's like, can you do that? I'm like, oh yeah, I have a laser cutter now. I'm like, you know, I'm thinking she's going to order like 10 of them or something, you know? And so I'm like, yeah, I can do those. I'm like, you know, like 10 bucks a piece, you know, just, it's like, it's like I take a piece of cedar fence and I cut it to the size I put it in the laser cutter and it's done in 30 seconds. But, no problem, you know, 10 seconds of sanding, you know, um, but making that first one <laughs> was, it was unbelievable. And she actually only ended up only ordering five, <laughs> you know, wasn't even so, worth the setup cost. No, exactly. I mean, most people charge $75 just to turn the machine on. You know what I mean? But I was like, oh, I'll just, you know, whatever. She's a customer. I'll do her a favor. I was like, you know, just like, she's got a very simple logo and that was it. But it was like, it was like, can you, can the wood be a little darker? Can it be a little lighter? Can you round over the corner? Can you put finish on it? Can you not like all these questions about what are all the different things? I'm like, you know, and I finally said to her after like the 10th time coming back and forth on just that first one I made and I kept, ed you know, editing it and sending her a picture. And each edit took 20 seconds, but it was just the emails, not the actual right. work. Yeah. And I said to her, I was like, I was like, wow, this is the hardest $10 I've ever earned. And I kind of like, just like kind of letting her know, like you realize you're kind of being a pain in the neck, you know, like right. kind of letting her know. And I put a smiley face, but still, I you know passive aggressively sort of let her know, like, come yeah, on, sure. enough's enough. Very and, East uh, Coast, yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and she, she, she wrote back. She's like, um, I, I forget exactly how she worded it, but she kind of, she's like, yeah, sorry, you know. She's like, you know, you know, as a as a fellow maker, like, you know, I'll, I tell you, like, you know, in, in the future, you should really charge for design time. I'm like. Yeah, I know. I thought we were friends. Like, I didn't think you could take advantage of it, you know? I was like, I was trying yeah. to do you a steady, like you're a customer. But I was like, if I told her, well, I need $50 for design time before your $50 order, it wouldn't have gone through. You know what I mean? So, but you also didn't just, know that it was only going to be a $50 order. 
you were no, for I, factoring in the design time into the hundred dollar order. Exactly, exactly. Because yeah. then, yeah, yeah. then, you know, making you know how a laser CNC works, making five of them, making ten of them are like literally no it's difference. The same, yeah. right? And I mean, I could even like because of the size they were, I could just take a like a three foot long piece of that cedar fence. I was kind of literally just put that in the machine and walk away and have it do yeah. all ten of them. You know. Right, but uh, but nope, that's not how that gig went down. <laughs> <laughs> and and it, it really does come down to people not having an understanding of what's involved with what you're making, with, with the job that you're doing, right? Yeah. Well, yeah. Th- in this case, this girl is a maker, so she knows what's up. Yeah, but what does she make? She makes jewelry. jewelry. People jewelry. are very particular about jewelry. True, but it's but because she makes jewelry doesn't mean she doesn't understand. I mean, think about that. Do you know? Do you really know what goes into being an accountant? Well, yes, I mean, but, but but uh, what I'm saying is, is like to me, it's like what? How much did you charge for our taxes this year? That's not. That's what ridiculous. I mean. I mean, it, a maker, if you make metal, <laughs> if you make wood, if you make jewelry, if you make I don't know whatever you make, you know that there's design time. You know that there's iterations, and you know that you shouldn't. Be taking advantage of somebody for fifty bucks. Well, I'm I'm not saying that that lady wasn't taking her, advantage. I'm just saying a lot of people, even though they're let's say they they are a metal worker, you know, and they know exactly all of that stuff that you just said that goes into what they make. But when then they'll call you up and say, "Hey Phil, can you make me a whiskey box real quick?" You see what I'm saying? They don't necessarily translate their knowledge and understanding mm-hmm. of what the process is to what you do. The ten emails back and forth is what I'm referring to. That yeah, that's the, but and, and part of that is also my fault because that's the way I do business, right? Because I treat my customers the way I want to be treated when I'm a customer. Like I want, I want information and I want them to get back to me quickly and I want to be involved. But yeah. I also, but there's also there's like there are givers and there are takers. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> and like you know, like I'm ha- I have a guy right now. He's making guitar pickups for me, and uh, and I'm involved in the process. And you know I'm actually making some parts that he's using for them and stuff. But, you know, I'm just like, hey, can you make this and how much? And he's like, yeah, I can do that. It will cost this much. And I say, great, do it. And he's like, do you want this, this, or this? I'm like, you do what you think is best for me. You know what I'm interested in. You, you right. get it. But you have a lot of knowledge in this process, too. Uh, well, yeah, I understand it, I guess. But but he's saying you know. he trusts. He's like, I trust. Do the I, best there's a reason. It's, it's there's a reason I'm to, doing business with that person because I like them and I trust them I and understand. I want to pay them for Absolutely. their work fairly. But again, yeah. when you have an understanding of the process with something, you're going to have that trust because you wouldn't have gone to them to begin with if you didn't think he could do the job, right? That's where the trust in, in comes some, in. In something yeah. that you have a lot of knowledge in. In pickups, yeah. you do. You know how pickups are made. You know what they what they are, how they work, everything about that. You don't have the equipment or the time or the know-how yet to do that yourself, but you have an understanding of it. So it's like, yeah. hey, if the, you're going to say, hey, man, just this is a good deal for me. Just do what you got to do. But let's say yeah. you're, you're asking him to make you some ceramic bowls, right? Well, and, and, the, never, and the other you thing don't is. You know what the thing is? Like, how hard can it be? I watch Ghost. I mean, big deal. <laughs> yeah, take your shirt off. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> the other, the other thing is. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. <laughs> Uh, the the other thing too is like the there's also like a, a value right I mean if you're talking about you're getting like a two thousand dollar custom dining table you get a higher level of service than you do for like yeah, a ten dollar yeah, yeah. sign you know what I mean like and you should you shouldn't expect the same level of service and like I mean I I didn't even mention the seven emails back and forth about like the same things that Phil's dealing with with like coloring and and contrast and you know yeah. engravings and stuff I want to go back to the point of trust are you making the point Bill that you can't trust unless you understand the process. No, I'm making the point that it's real easy to say to start off 
to start off something with saying, I trust you. Yeah, absolutely. Let's do it. And then you get in the middle of that. And that friend of yours, that family member, that client, repeat client that trusts you, they start, they start up with their crap. It's not because they don't trust you. It's because they don't have an understanding of what it takes to do what you're doing. Because but what you did, said was that Tim can let go of the process with the pickups because he understands how to how a pickup is made. It's I'm saying he can it's, trust it's, and let go. He can trust and let go. You can trust if you want. Like I was trusted to do the second salon because I've already proven that I can do the first one. But the same kind of stupidity I'm getting bombarded <laughs> I with. I hope she doesn't listen. <laughs> yeah. I hope she no, does. But, but, but either I'm way, it's, email it's, to her. it's it's not stupidity. It's just they if somebody doesn't have an idea of the process that you are doing for what your skill set is, what you're making, what you're, you're the, the, like I said, to me, it's like Casey's telling me what their, their accountant was charging for doing the taxes. And I'm just like, that's insane. I used to do my own taxes. Oh, come on. And then I thought about it. I'm an idiot, right? Come on. I mean, it's one thing so to like, yep, I made this yeah. much. Why are you into, asking yeah. me that question? Also, I'm going to say that I think it's a different issue too, right? I think the issue is also what I'm reading is that you feel, hey, I've already done this before. I've earned this trust with you, and you're not giving it to me right now. And I think some of that feels like a bit of a betrayal. Well, it's Mm. not a betrayal. It is, again, I understand. Say it, Karen. (laughs) I I say for a fact that when you don't understand somebody's problem, when you, you don't understand what it takes to do something, it's a lot easier for you to give advice, to change your mind, to... In fact, people do that with yeah. the hairstylist, right? They come in with a picture of Brad Pitt or or Jennifer Garner and say, I want you to make me look like this. It doesn't work that ugly. way. Yeah. Mm. You see what I'm saying? <laughs> and so it's like, well, after they you get your hair cut and it's colored and everything, you say, well, can we just you know lighten it up over here real quick? No. You've been here for three yeah. hours getting your hair done. How do you think anything is real quick? You see yeah. what I'm saying? It's easy for you to, to, to say, well, can't we just make this change? Or do you think we could just do this or something? If you don't have an understanding of the process, doesn't mean you don't trust that person. It just means that you just don't have that I understanding. Like it does a little bit because it's like if you're going to then micromanage the way your hair is colored, you're, I don't trust that you made me look the best that I could look. I'm going to tell you how to do it. I don't trust you. I want you to lighten up this quadrant over do here. Do they not trust you or do they have self-image issues? Aren't those the same things, though? That's, no, no. That's one is about, the self-image issue that doesn't allow them to trust anyone else. I don't know. Did you trust the guy that came out and drilled holes in your yard? Yeah. Why? But because because he came highly recommended, and this is all no. he does. Right, and that's also because you went with your little jackhammer, and it's like, I understand what has to be done. He's saying it's a fair price. I don't care what he does as long as he makes the holes, right? You were You were good with that. I you had an lose. understanding, yeah. right? You had an yeah. understanding of the process, but then I saw how he did it, and I was like, "Oh, that's very different than what I thought he was going to do." True, but did you run out there and say, "Hey, do you think you can make this hole a little bit deeper?" I can't answer that because I think I did do it for one of the holes. <laughs> Just one, though. All the other ones were fine. <laughs> Oh God! I had my yardstick. You know, I needed my fence post to sit at least this this deep. But no, you're right. I mean, he. Uh, I had I had an understanding of what the process was. I knew that this guy was an expert. He came highly recommended. I let him do his thing. But I did I did watch him, and I did ask questions because I was interested and I wanted to learn. Let me tell yeah, you. Yeah, which as, as I do that. You know they hate that. No, they don't. They hate that. Let me tell you right now. 
as a laborer, I don't mind somebody standing over my shoulder and asking me questions and showing an interest. Okay, there's a difference between that and standing over and your telling shoulder, telling you what to do, making sure yeah. that you're doing it right. It's like you don't know yeah. what, if you know what to do, you wouldn't have me do it. So don't try and tell me how to do it. Whoops. You're gonna have oh. to beep that. So all right, one hundred five thirty-one. But um, I got it. I'll tell you this. I'll tell you this. I love it when I have like uh, general. Con- we went. To, we had a, a flood. Not very very small leak, but it was flooding into the basement maybe two years ago, and we had we had a, a GC come in and and look at it and fix it. And when I say GC, I think I'm rounding him up. He was 25 bucks an hour, but he was really really good. He's done a bunch of stuff in the house. He was just starting out his career, but he was great. And for me, it was kind of like hanging out with a guy who knows what he's doing, you know, quote like me, quote. Because uh, none of my friends know how to do this stuff, so in real life, I don't really get to hang out with too many people who are like in the know. Mm-hmm. So they're like, "Oh, it's oh, a nice drill you got there. Uh, what is that? 18 volts? You know what I mean? Like that kind of nonsense." But it was more like a hangout kind of thing. Yeah, for you. For me, yeah, <laughs> for me. I uh, no, I, I'm the worst too. When I have people coming to my house, um, it's not that I don't trust them. Again, same thing. But I'm I'm just curious. I'm just a naturally curious person. So when the guy yeah. comes to clean my furnace. I mean, it's, you know, they've, I've had the same furnace for 13 years. They do the same thing every time they clean. But if it's a different guy, I'm like, I want to see how he does it. You know? Yeah, how do you, hey, but like you, I said, there's a difference between watching yeah. somebody yeah. to make sure they do it right when you don't know how to do it right yeah. and, and being curious and being, uh, you know. Do you guys try to help? Like you have the plumber over, you're like, oh, I can get that for you if you want to move on to the next step. Of course. Like, Are you kidding? I always try to help. No, I know that. Do you remember the cartoon with the bulldog mm. and then the little yappy dog who'd run yeah. around after hey, him? Spike. Going, hey, Spike. Hey, Biff. Hey, Biff. Yeah. That's yeah. me. That <laughs> what, what do you need? You need a crescent wrench? I got a crescent wrench. What do you yeah. need? You want to borrow I my crescent my wrench? I my tools, dude. See, and that's scary because when you say crescent wrench as opposed to an adjustable wrench, that's like yeah. tissue and Kleenex, you know? Yeah, yeah. yeah I yeah. only realized that, like, maybe, like, a few months ago that Crescent was a brand. I thought it brand was name, yeah. Crescent because it was the shape. No. no. It's, a brand. it's a brand. It's a brand, yeah. yeah. Who knew? It's like Kleenex. It's, it's the shape and the brand. <laughs> <laughs> you had to see the look on Tim's face. Like, he was doubting his own joke as he said it. <laughs> <laughs> One of these days we should do like a YouTube version of this, and now we can do it because of the way we record. Yeah, yes. we probably could. We yes, probably could do it. I live. would love to do a you live. You just have to resync the audio back into the YouTube audio, right? I think you. No, would, we just you, no, YouTube, the YouTube fly would be its just own use the thing. Interior audio. And then your local recording would be for the podcast. Because YouTube's not muted. Like right now, Skype is not muted, so it would yeah. just the YouTube thing would just record the the audio to itself but then the podcast would be a higher quality right, so audio. I'm saying yeah. when you if, yeah oh I see what you're saying I so can't believe I got that would, before you did and no, you'd have to download the whole thing doing from it YouTube live. I was thinking of doing up. pre-recorded and then releasing it as a higher quality audio well, you can, with video I just did it last week with the make or break podcast you can do the Google Hangout and record it but not live and then post it later so you could right. do that but I wouldn't go in and fix no, the audio not worth it, eh? I think doing it to. live would be fun because we don't even know what we're going to say to each other when we're doing it live it's fun what no we're highly planned very I'm, I'm on script I don't know what you yeah. guys are doing yeah we're on page 43 dude yeah <laughs> besides I'd like I'd like for just one time for me to when I like excitedly show you guys something that they understand that I'm actually showing you something but this, I get it. I did it today. Oh, yeah. yeah. I thought that was good. Yeah. And nobody gave you a bad time for it. Nobody said, well, here he goes. What should we talk about while he's over there? I said, 
Because I brought it to the desk. You know what I mean? I didn't go root <laughs> around get up for it. <laughs> knock over six empty LaCroix cans trying to find it. <laughs> I like the specificity of the cans. Hey, look what my big brother got for me. Uh, Sawdust is man glitter. I've had that sent to me before. Yeah. As a meme. Nice it's one. good, though. This is a coffee mug, and the chain a chainsaw makes the handle with the with the sawdust is man glitter written on the mug for all of those listening. Oh, you mean we're not live on YouTube right now? We should be. I'm telling you, there's gold to we be had here. We'd have to do it on someone's channel too, I guess, because we don't have our own channel. So why can't we have our own channel? Because we have to start it, and nobody would know no, where it is. Start it. Well, we probably should start it actually. If we're, we're going to do that. On Come on. At Maybe Podcast has their own YouTube channel. Yeah, but those guys are big time. Come on, man. Yeah. A little bit of respect, please. We got the thinker. Um, Think Woodworks in there. I think we just take over your channel, Phil. We just put on yours. Should you wish. I'm very happy to do that. Yeah. Okay. Why can't we well, do yeah, it on the At Maybe like Podcast anyways. channel? We, we could do that. Let's ask them for their password. We'll just put them up on their channel. Great idea. <laughs> no, no, we can put it on mine. I'm fine with that. Just a okay. password bank account, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Whew. You All guys right. are getting, you know what? It's funny because you two were riffing on each other just now, but getting nervous about what you were saying to each other because both of you are like, yeah, okay, that that was funny, right? Uh, password and, and bank account? I don't know. No, no, I was. I thought Phil was about to start moving on to the next segment of the show. Yeah, I am. I am oh. definitely going to do that. We're doing okay. that now. Yeah. Okay, so um, iTunes review review. Who's reading? We have, uh, well, we have three of them this week. I read we last week. Okay, so okay. We, could, we could each take one and, and test our reading skills. Well, you know what? We could, uh, Phil, you and I could do the first one together. You can see oh, what I'm talking Lord. about? Oh, me. I haven't Shit. looked. I'm getting giddy as you said that. I gotta find them now. Golly gosh! Oh, we get all three. The first one. Uh, hope it's whoa. This new? Yeah, a couple. Whoa. What? We get some while we started recording? I think so. Oh, maybe not. What's the first one? I look forward to the. Which one? Does it, what does it start with? I look forward to this podcast. No. What? I don't know that. <laughs> no, the one after that. Heck no. That was Who last would say week, that. Wasn't it? Oh, oh, is it the one that goes da? That one? Yeah, that one. But How so do you want to do that together? Oh. <laughs> do you want me to just do the Godfather Jimmy Duresta? Yeah. <laughs> All right. So this, this, so I've blown it now, but uh, so this review yeah. comes from a gentleman named I don't know, Bug I don't Nerd. I don't do it anymore. And the title is Horn. Yeah. So, I don't Godfather see that Jimmy Duresta. Now do your thing. <laughs> da, 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 da. He, he translated that into English. Yes, he. Well, it's called. He spelled it out phonetically. Yes. Take that one to the <laughs> bank. Okay, so the Can next one nor- is um. Was done by Danger Pain, is the author, and the title is "They Never oh, Mention Me Anymore, But I Still I know Listen." Who that is? <laughs> who is that? We what? do still. We do still mention. Who? Oh. At the, the end of the, it's uh, David Payne. Oh, it's oh, it's Jason Payne. Yeah, Jason Payne, but Danger Payne. No, Phil quit <laughs> mentioning uh, Jason Payne and um, Justin Sparks. I mean, Sparks. how long ago did he make this website that I need to keep down on this guy's name? I said it for like 100 episodes. Got to streamline. Um, <laughs> right, well, you read this then, since you're throwing him under the bus here. 
not under the bus. I'm just being a jerk. Um, I'm being authentic. I started listening because I was interested in making things using reclaimed materials. I still listen because of that same reason, but also because I have become inspired by their projects, stories, and lives. So even though they don't mention me in every single podcast anymore, <laughs> see, I will continue to listen because I love the show. Also, I'd like to say that Bill's enthusiasm is infectious, and I would totally spoon Izzy Swan too if I had the chance. <laughs> winky face. Winky face. Yeah, the winky face makes it a little creepy. Only a little? <laughs> All right, someone else could read the one from Yoruba L. Okay, I will read that from Yoruba L. All right. Uh, <clears throat> review worth reviewing. This awesome podcast with three great makers who use used stuff to make cool new stuff. I like the banter. That's pretty much all we have. Uh, one of them used to be in a band. That must be Bill. And uh, one of them is not even from here. And one of them is trying to figure out what the other two are talking about. I love these guys. That's a good one. That's nice, actually. And I what think does that this, even mean? One is not even from here. Like from, I'm from you know, another planet? You know what that means. You know what that... That's I don't like you I don't like the tone of that to be honest with you. you it feels like it. a little Phil, 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 exclusionary. Phil, 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 you don't like it. You can get five out. stars. It was five stars. I'll take the money and run. Okay. <laughs> and, uh, and thank then, uh, you, my Cubano friend. Can, for can I read? Uh, <laughs> that being said, uh, my friends, have a great week. Bye, everybody. Be good. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, you don't. All right, go ahead. No, I or think don't. Bill's yeah, busy. He did, or don't, he did don't. The horn. Just don't, don't. Don't, don't, right. don't, don't. But the one before that we haven't done yet, the yeah. Hope, November 6th. Yeah, encouragement. You could do that oh, Okay, one. I'll do that one. All right, here we go. Um, oh, that's a long one. <laughs> oh, God. Okay, Get here we go. You can chew, buddy? <laughs> All right, here you we need go. a hand? Hope, inspiration, and encouragement from the Northwest Creator. I look forward to this podcast every week, and when I'm all caught up, I find myself going through the back catalog of shows. The chemistry between the guys is awesome. Witty banter back and forth with useful information tucked in between. I never thought of myself as a reclaimed kind of guy. I always just used up what I had, but now realize it can be considered reclaimed. And I find myself relating to these guys more and more each week. I grew up the blue collar, worked as a white collar for 20 years, and just recently I've been hit with a career setback, which I see as a perfect opportunity at the at a new beginning to possibly do something for myself. This show gives me hope, inspiration, and encouragement to make a leap at that second chance. Thank you. I get it. The reference second chance of like reclaiming something. I get it. Right. Thank you mm-hmm. for keeping the show going and creating content that keeps me craving more. This is like the best wow, review we've ever got. Yeah. I'd like to pin it to the top. That's not a feature, but I would like to. North Northwest creator. Um, Thank you very much. That was really nice. Yeah, we love you. Just so you, I mean, yeah. I say I love everybody. No, really, I do love you. Yeah, this was legit. Yeah. Do you know? Uh, did mm. I tell you guys this last week? What our number one city of listeners is? Portland, Vancouver, Portland. Yeah. Oh, Portland, of course. Portland has about twenty to yeah twenty percent of our listeners come are, are from Portland. Now I would we're, just like to say that Portland people in their twenties go to retire. <laughs> Port- now, wait a second. Now listen to this. There's some stuff here. Portland is literally a very supportive community. They just are. We, no, there's no punchline. Punch uh, oh. um, mm-hmm. When it comes it, to women's women's soccer, okay, is a new league. It's only been five, six years that it's been going on. Most of the teams in the United States, their home games, 
they have maybe a couple thousand people there, except Portland. You go to a Portland Thorns game, and there is 30,000 people in the stands, packed. Every seat taken up, and it is insane. Portland wow. is super supportive. They're West Coast. They know. How I to think be in nice. support of that support, I'm going to watch more episodes of Portlandia. Mm. Yeah, that was. I would. I could watch those all again. That was a terrific show. I've only really seen the one with uh, with the woodworker. To be honest oh, the, with you, there's like seven but, seasons. It's terrific. It's oh, Casey loves that show. That I've back. seen a few. Yeah, Fred yeah. Armisen. He's very funny. Very funny guy. Um, all right, let's do our reviews. We're kind of running long here. Well, well our, not our reviews. I mean our um, recommendations. Our recommendations. Uh, I think I did mine last week. Did I talk about Sorensen? I do that one? I don't remember uh, that far back. Okay, well, if I didn't, then I'm going to do it. Oh, you know which one I'm going to do? Here we go. I'm going to do Chris Cute. Oh, yeah? I love Chris. I know that guy. Chris Cute did a chessboard, but he made it with plywood, except that he was able to stain and then seal half of the strips darker, and I was always thinking about how to do that, because, you know, yeah. as reclaimers, we don't always get access to dark wood. It's very few times that you get to reclaimed dark wood so he stained and then sealed with shellac that's how he prevented the glue squeeze out from whatever excellent good yeah. idea yeah so that was how he did it and it's actually a, it came out really really well so that solved the problem that i never really had but always wanted to solve i mean let me say hmm. something real quick about chris cute i think he is probably one of the most under the radar woodworkers out there because the guy yeah. knows a whole lot of stuff yeah. about woodworking he really does mm. he, yeah he's very humble uh we love you chris yeah big fan yeah good dude good dude good dude yeah the loots uh, go. Oh, or tim sway tim sway go bill everyone i'll go um what's caught my attention this week is uh nada i i right. just i've been busy so i i haven't had a chance to pay attention to anything hmm that happens um, I haven't had a chance to watch as much stuff as I would like to, but I did get a minute to watch our friend Dominic Bender <laughs> from being, his channel is called be inspired now. And, uh, I just, I like, he's, he's a silly dude. Like he, he, he thinks a little, thinks a little where, outside the where's, box. Where's he from? He's Germany. Um, Germany. Germany. Okay. Yeah, yeah. But, um, so he had, he had two holes in his ceiling from something that were mounted there that his wife said, you gotta, you know, patch these holes. So instead of patching them with like drywall, he made this like little clay like a lizard guy that's going in one hole and out the other with little suction cups on it and stuff and i just thought that was such a cute idea such a fun out of the box idea that is fun that would last yeah. two seconds in my house before my wife said get rid of that now <laughs> well yeah well it's in the ceiling in the basement so i think it might stand a chance of lasting a week <laughs> oh, okay there you go perfect but, uh, yeah that no, was really cool so that's that was mine awesome our channels on Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. I'm Phil Pinsky. Thank you to WilliamLutz.com, care of Justin Sparks, TimSway.net. Thank you ever so much to Jason Payne. <laughs> <laughs> what a guy. What a, what a, what a mensch, as we say. NewPerspectivesMusic.com. Who made that one, Tim? Who would you sucker into doing that one for you? I did. Thank you to Tim Sway. Yeah, what a new guy. NewPerspectivesMusic.com. Uh, contact us for show topics feedback suggestions we love hearing from you guys info at reclaimedaudiopodcast.com or hit us up on twitter at reclaimed audio on itunes leave us them reviews we do read them out and we do love them and we do appreciate them as long as they're five stars only um patreon.com slash reclaimed audio the best way to uh well to help support these three guys who are doing their best to keep you entertained week in week out and you can get to all of those links through reclaimed audio podcast.com 
And uh, that's a oh, and lastly, we do have a few T-shirts left. So if you want to hit up, how did they get to that again? Uh, right from reclaimedaudiopodcast.com. There's a link there, or they can go to my Etsy page. So if you went to Etsy and typed in Tim Sway or timsway.etsy.com, but we do have a, a few. We don't have any. Oh, geez, we, we're we're out on one size. I can't remember which one it is, but we have. You'll, you'll see. It'll only let you order the ones that we have. And um, and and Thanksgiving is coming. Is all yeah, I have to say we, about we, that. We, yeah. we, we, we only mention this because the holidays are upon us, and um, we like to plaid Friday, not Black Friday. Uh, plaid Friday is support support your local maker. Yeah. I love that. That's something we should spread around. Right? That's yeah. what Plaid Friday is. So Yeah. Yeah, okay. well, you know, I have my sixth annual Plaid Friday video coming out uh, on Plaid Friday. Six years I've been doing that. Well, they used to be called boy. Well, they're still called boycott Black Friday, but then I added the pro Plaid Friday last year because I Bill hit me to that term and I liked it. Yeah. I accidentally clicked on that video today where you talk about that. What the last year's the Plaid? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Accidentally clicked on it. Well, he's the Plaid collar guy, so yeah. Sometimes he just doesn't wear any collars at all. Yeah, yeah. I don't. Re- not very, very seldom though. Yeah. <clears throat> Anywho, uh, this it. was a lot of fun. I enjoyed this one. Just this griping? No, but it wasn't, you know, it was more of a conversation and less of a, you know, a road we had to walk down. It felt like it was kind of all over the place, but still very cohesive. Whatever. I'll see you <laughs> Bye, everybody. Be good. Or don't. <laughs>